from Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 106. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my front porch. And welcome. You can't see this, but it is a beautiful day here in Southern California. The birds are out. It's uh, kind of a balmy 86 here in Southern California, uh, but so glad that you have tuned in, so glad that we're working through this together. <clears throat> and it truly is that, right? Like working through a passage together. I think it's been one of my favorite parts about doing this podcast is this idea. I have this idea that we're sitting down here on the front porch together. You know, like we're just sitting here. You're over here to my right because I'm on the left-hand side. You're over here on my right, and we're just talking through a passage, right? We're talking through a passage, and we're trying to work through it, trying to figure it out and discussing it and kind of getting different perspectives based upon our different life stories. And that's what I always, you know, as you kind of listen to this on your runs or walks or getting ready in the morning or vacuuming, I don't know what you're doing. Um, but that's how I imagine it. I imagine that we're having a conversation, learning together, growing together. And my greatest hope, my greatest hope is that you are taking these podcasts and taking these passages and digging in just a little bit deeper. I hope that it isn't just a something you're consuming, but something that's actually allowing you to ha- take a next step in your journey with the Lord and a better understanding of who He is and what He has for your life. It's been so encouraging. You know, over, it's been almost a year. It'll be a year at the end of this month. Uh, But a year since I I launched this podcast, and it's been so encouraging to have so many of you reach out to me, talk about how um, it's helped you grow, or it's helping you understand scripture a little bit more, or it's just something you needed. Um, That kind of stuff just means the world to me. That type of encouragement means the world to me. It keeps me going, keeps me rocking and rolling on this. And uh, so thank you. And thank you for those of you who have subscribed and those of you who are listening and posting this on all your social media uh, platforms. I really, really appreciate it. And then for those of you who continue to give on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash front porch confessional, truly, truly appreciate your generosity. It means a lot as we continue uh, to go after this, learn, grow, figure out new ways. Like I told you, I've been working on a devotional. I'm really excited about getting that going. I've been working on a couple other projects, maybe hopefully at some point here, launching a YouTube channel. That takes a little extra work, but uh, working on that, trying to figure some things out. Um, But I'm just being slow and steady But for right now, you and I just get to jump into this passage. Uh, I actually got to preach this passage a couple weeks ago at our church. Um, This has been a passage that has deeply, deeply affected me over the last, I would say, probably two, three months. It's uh, kind of a daily thing in my mind, uh, this passage that I've been going over and over. So I'm really, really excited to share it with you today. Hosea 6.1. Come. Let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces. Now he will heal us. He has injured us. Now he will bandage our wounds. There's a lot there. Um, my, uh, a really good buddy of mine, his, his name is uh, Barth Riedel, and uh, we call him Dr. Barth. And Dr. Barth, uh, 
He's an orthopedic surgeon. And as I was going through this passage and kind of struggling through this passage and trying to understand it, I just asked him like, hey, tell me, tell me a little bit about what you do. And so he would he gave me a bunch of different stories. But the one that really stood out to me was the this idea behind he has patients who they break their arms. But instead of coming to him first and getting repaired, they kind of let the arm set and they're like, oh, it'll be fine. I'll figure it out. But then the bone sets wrong. And it actually, I mean, the arm actually becomes or the leg or whatever it is, becomes something that it can't really be used all that efficiently, obviously, because it's broken and fractured and it's healed incorrectly. And so they come to, to, to my buddy and they go like, look, I, I need help. Like the, it hurts. It's not working. And, and he's like, yeah, of course, because y- you know, you've broken it and it needs to get reset and re-put back into place. And so what he has to do is go in and re- you have to hear this, how painful this is, re-break the appendage. He has to re-break it, reset it, and then the healing process on it is an immense amount of pain, immense amount of time. And so I, I was just kind of thinking through this whole process, and I was like, it, do you ever feel bad? I mean, do you feel bad for breaking that person's appendage back again. Do you know how much pain this is going to cause them when they wake up or whatever? And he was like, no, I don't. I mean, I I don't want them to suffer, obviously, and there's medication for that. But I have to break them in order to heal them. It's a part of the process of them getting better. And see, that, that in our mind, that doesn't seem... Uh, to work right, right? It doesn't seem to connect. And yet this is what the prophet Hosea is trying to say. These are God's words to the prophet Hosea, to the people of Israel, these very religious people who know the rules, and yet they've missed it. They've kind of missed the point. And so he brings in this paradoxical idea of both the fracturing and the healing and how it's all interconnected, how it all connects us back to returning to the Lord. And we need to recognize we are leaving, right? This is, the, this is what's really happening in this passage, really what's happening in understanding the breaking and the healing But we really need to recognize that we are leaving or that we've left so that we can embrace our coming back. It's really important. You know, each one of us needs to slow down. Like, and I I just, this week or today, just need to slow down. And you need to really look at your life. We all need to look at our lives. Because this declaration for the prophet is both a corporate, this is a corporate declaration. We need to return to the Lord. Come, let us return to the Lord. Like it's so very important. Let us return to the Lord. But that being said, it's not just a corporate declaration because within that corporate declaration are individuals. So yes, come, let us return to the Lord. But the us includes me. The us includes I, and I got to deal with me. And so this is, as you're listening to this, let's just deal with you because you impact the us. And I am responsible for my 
leaving. But what does that mean? We are responsible for the leaving. We are responsible for the abandoning. And by the way, this is why this declaration is made over the people of Israel. And it's made over us right now. It's as important today as it was back in Hosea's time. We have to truly understand what this actually means. And this is really important because it impacts the rest of the way we see the passage, because if we don't understand the return and how we got to that place and how we've left and abandoned, then we're not going to understand the breaking. We're not going to understand the healing, which ultimately means we're not going to understand the return. You see, the moment we committed ourselves to God, a consummation happens. And I, and I use that word very strategically. That's why the Bible uses language. It uses language like this, united, like united in Christ. Abide, abide in me and I'll abide in you like a branch attached to the vine. We are the bride of Christ. This is a holy commitment, which is bathed in a sinless covenant love from God. This consummation, this covenant made with a people, you and me, this sinless covenant, that's where the beauty and the brokenness come in. But here's the reality. And if we slow down a little bit and just allow the spirit of God to convict us, we'll, we'll see this. We want the benefits of the relationship of this relationship, this sinless covenant relationship that God has made with humanity through Jesus's death and resurrection. We want the benefits of this relationship without the sacrifice. So we leave and we look for love, satisfaction, fulfillment in all these other places. There are a multitude of voices that stand in the way They stand in the way of true wholeness in Christ. What Jose is telling us is repent. Repent and turn back to the Lord. We have abandoned the one who cares for us most, most, the one who loves us most. We've abandoned that. Maybe you made a commitment to follow after Jesus, but if you really slow down and you look at your life, you're like, I'm not living for him. I'm not even sure I really love him or what it means to to love him or to be loved by him. But he has not abandoned, please, he has not abandoned us. We have abandoned him and we need to repent and come back to the Lord. Well, why? Because there is brokenness in our abandonment. As a result of the pain, as a result of that abandonment, pain ensues because he releases us to those vices. That being said, he is also the rescuer. So he allows the breaking to happen. Like like Dr. Bark, he's going to break You made a foolish decision to do this on your own. I have to fracture this in order 
to heal that. So he is both the, the, the one who fractures and he's also the one who rescues. There is a breaking which humbles us and repair that calls our hearts back to his comfort and care, but more importantly, our healing. You need healed. We need healed. The brokenness you feel in your life, the brokenness in your, you could go down the list. I could give you a list, but you know that list and I, I and personalize it for yourself. Where are you broken? He wants to heal you there. You've been released. It talks about that in Romans 1. Released to that sin. That thing, that vice. Come, let us return to the Lord. Why? Because he wants to heal us. He wants to heal you. There's a deep brokenness that you're going through, that you've gone through. But you need to experience the healing. And it feels paradoxical to go, how can a loving God both break and heal? And again, if we look to earthly physicians, we would go, that's their process. Like my son went through cancer. They gave him drugs that killed his body, everything, everything bad, everything healthy. Why? So he could heal. We are being called into a healing process, but it involves deep amounts of pain. So come, let us return to the Lord. And here's why I would love to end. I would love for us to rest in this. Ultimately, Jesus took all of our pain upon himself in order to fully rescue because we couldn't do it on our own. We will either run to that or we will run away from it. When Jesus died on the cross, he bore our sins so that we could be made right before God the Father. Isn't that beautiful? He paid the price. He is the sacrifice so that we can finally be whole and healed. But we have to run to the Father We have to receive his love because our brokenness is the road to our healing and our restoration. So the question I have is this, where are you currently running from the Lord and how can you return or how will you return? Father God, we must confess this is so true of us. We love that it's your kindness that leads us to repentance and that even in the breaking, we can always be reassured there's healing. So heal us now in spite of ourselves. Thank you, Jesus, for your death and your resurrection that made us whole in our relationships with God. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time.